Welcome to Breakups, Broken Hearts, and Moving On with Janice Formicella. I'm Janice Formicella, a breakup coach passionate about supporting others to learn from their breakups, overcome loneliness, love being single, and see the end of a relationship as the beginning of a magical, sexy new chapter in life. I am here each week to share with you the tools that I have learned through my own painful breakups, through hitting rock bottom more than once, and through working with people all around the world to heal their broken hearts. If you are looking for hope and strength to move on from your breakup and resources to enjoy your new life, you are in the right place and I've got your back. Welcome, everybody. This is going to be such a fun episode. We are going to be talking about ghosting versus caspering and I guess everything in between, but also some things on the periphery as well. How we interact with people when we're dating, how we interact as far as moving forward or not moving forward, how we treat each other, how we we respond to people's boundaries and decisions. And I think it's really useful episode, especially for people who are dating again and perhaps not as good as at communication, not used to communicating, maybe very, very sensitive to feelings of rejection. So this is going to be fantastic. And welcome back to the show, one of my favorite guest co-hosts, Julie Dumsey. Hello. Hello, hello. I'm so happy to be back here with you talking about this topic. It's uh, one I'm very passionate about. That's right. I think um, the first time I even met you on one of our networking calls, you mentioned that one of your goals was to prevent ghosting. I don't know if you remember saying that, but I remember you saying that. I, I talk about it all the time. And, you know, as a hypnotherapist and a coach, I'm working with clients to help them be more kind, compassionate, and respectful to themselves and to others. And ghosting definitely fits into that category. And um, as you know, I've written a book about dating called Found, Swiping Right on Me to Find Love. Love And uh, there's some talk about ghosting in there (laughs) and how to handle it and what you want to avoid, some stories of when I've been ghosted. um, And uh, yeah. (laughs) It kind of seems like you were a good communicator as far as dating goes from the beginning. And I'm saying that everybody, because I read the book recently. I loved it. Can you repeat the title? Everyone go and purchase it. It was so fun. Yeah. It's called found swiping right on me to find love. And it's, you know, all about how do you get whole in yourself to be able to date? And then some funny and some tragic (laughs) dating (laughs) stories that I share it chronicles a few years of your dating life, yeah. especially meeting men online, trying to meet men online, going through dozens of meet and greets. And yeah, some very hilarious stories. I, I have to say I was completely riveted, as I've said before. <laughs> Julie, what are your intentions for today's episode? My intentions for today are really to help people understand what ghosting is and how to take care of ourselves and others 
when that occurs and maybe get to a point where we can um, evolve our ability to communicate to a point where we don't find ghosting to be necessary. I agree. I would also say that my intention is to help people, I suppose, navigate when things don't go as planned and things don't go as you hoped in dating. And I guess a little bit also support people to not have expectations so high when you meet someone that it devastates you. I definitely think people should communicate more, but that's kind of the side that I'm, I guess, a little more passionate about. And we're going to talk about both sides and everything that it, that it entails. First of all, what are we talking about when we say ghosting? It's interesting because obviously, you know, I did some, um, research coming into talking today because I always like to have everything evidence-based. And it's really interesting because the definition is that I found is when somebody stops communicating, right? Mm -hmm. And after you've had a pattern of communication. But I think we need to discern between to me, what, what is really the point of ghosting is if you have messaged somebody or gotten in contact with them and they haven't responded. I completely agree. That was going to be my criteria as well. Yeah. Ghosting is not, we went on a date and neither of us messaged. He ghosted me. She ghosted me. That's not ghosting. That is a mutual decision not to communicate. So for me, the, the defining line in being ghosted is you've messaged somebody and they haven't responded. Yep, I I am I'm with you on that. Wikipedia defines ghosting as oh this is funny. Ghosting, simmering and icing are colloquial yeah. terms that describe the practice of suddenly ending all communication and avoiding contact with another person without any apparent warning or explanation and ignoring any subsequent attempts to communicate. So I really like that we're being clear about that. So what isn't ghosting? As we just said, if things kind of fizzle out, mm, which, you know, that totally happens. Okay, so is it ghosting if someone caspers you, which we're going to talk about, i.e. sends you the text, lets you know how they feel, says that they're not interested, and then you try to engage with them and they don't answer you back. Would you consider that ghosting? Probably not. It's a case by case, right? If somebody has already shared with you their intention or lack of intention <laughs> to continue, yeah. mm-hmm. they've done it in a respectful manner. Often on the receiving end, we might still want more information or more closure. Mm-hmm. And um, unfortunately, life isn't fair and we don't always get that level. So I think... Listen, if you're the type of person where you're thinking, you know, I want to know a little bit more about why they're not interested and you ask that question respectfully, I think it's fair to ask that question. But I don't think you can expect that somebody has to get back to you again. And I wouldn't call that ghosting. I would just call that the end. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. I think that's important to to clarify. And then I think we may be talking about this a little bit. But what do you think about if you just stop engaging on an app before you've even met someone? Yeah, again, I think it's situation dependent. 
I think, and, and, and it's interesting because again, coming back to the research I did to prepare for this episode, a lot of the research studies, the reason people ghosted was because they didn't feel like they had an obligation to the other person because they hadn't met them yet, or they didn't feel like they were in a full relationship. And my feeling is if we're old enough and responsible enough to engage in the dating world, there is some responsibility that comes along with that. And just because somebody is on the end of a dating app and we haven't seen them or spoken to them doesn't mean we shouldn't be respectful, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So I've, I've had conversations that were going really well on a dating app and literally they deleted me in the middle of the conversation. Yeah, I've heard of that too. Like how rude. <laughs> well, I think their wife walked in or something, you know. <laughs> that like, could very, it, very well be the case. <laughs> you, you never know what it is, right? But even though I know that it has nothing to do with me and it has all about all to do about them, it's still hurtful when something like that happens and it's disrespectful. And confusing as well. If you were having a great conversation yeah. and someone just bounces. And, and even if you're having a conversation and you're not jiving with that person, I think we still have a duty of care mm. as responsible adults to say, hey, listen, I'm just not feeling this. So thanks. Bye-bye. Uh -huh. As and opposed I, to deleting, yeah, right? Uh, yeah, I, I really think that's so rude. And I think that this is also one reason I'm just not into apps. It does take a lot of time and a lot of work. Yeah. And I think if you're going to go on there that you should be prepared to put, put that in. And yeah. that includes being open with people about what you're about, what you're looking for. And if you're, you know, yeah. if you're not interested, thank you yeah. so much. You know, something else I was reading is that younger people, like there's not a, a discernment between men and women in terms of the numbers and who goes to whom, but there is a difference between younger people and older people and younger people ghost more and are more willing to say that's just a part of life. That's what life is like yeah. today. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my feeling like I want to help change that. I think we all deserve better as human beings than to just say, yeah, that's part of life. I'm going to get mm -hmm. ghosted. I don't think that's necessary. I think we, if we learn to communicate, mm -hmm. we can step it up a little bit and just have a kind message. I mean, I, yeah, I agree. I do think we might not reach everybody with this uh, uh, episode. And so I still, I, as we're going to talk about, I still, I would love for people to not let it completely throw them off. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm very passionate about communication and hopefully this will get through to some people who are newly dating. And if you're younger, hopefully this will get through to you. I also think when we, we're going to, when we get to Casper and I'll talk about this, but it really does feel good and powerful to be able to have these conversations or to send these, these messages. You'll, you feel good about yourself and you also realize what you're capable of. Absolutely. That's how it's been for me. Yeah, same. I mean, I made it a practice to make sure I close out every conversation. Mm -hmm. 
So even if I haven't heard from somebody for a while on a dating app, instead of just deleting, I'll message and say, hey, I haven't heard from you for a while, so I'm just going to go ahead and delete this message, you know, th this match. Or, hey, just checking back in to see if you've gotten busy or if you're interested in continuing the conversation, if I'm interested in continuing. Um, because if you're not, let me know and we can end this. But I, I think it's it's really easy to have that conversation. And I think a lot of the times the reason people don't is we're avoidant, <laughs> right? Yeah, we're avoidant and I, which I can relate to. That's something that I've had to overcome and that yeah. I still would say I work on. I actually yeah. just messaged someone today <laughs> saying I wasn't interested. Someone I hadn't met in person, but we had been texting from like way before. And yeah, I felt, I felt like a good person. Yeah. So let's talk about why this has received so much attention recently. This has become such an ingrained word in our vernacular that I think think it might be easy for some people to forget this term, at least, is actually brand new. We've not been using this phrase in a long time. Certainly people kind of did this to each other for, for a while, but it's not only a new term, but there's way more interest in it that it was. I found, and like I said, this has been going on for a while, but we didn't really discuss it as much. And sure, technology may have something to do with it, but seriously, I think the oldest paper that I found on it was from like 2020. And then after about 2020, you find so much academia on it. Yeah. I found it, a, it, go ahead. The, the dating apps definitely have the online dating has definitely had a big impact on this because it has widened our pool of people that we have access to and it's created this false anonymity right because mm -hmm. we don't actually know you whereas if you look before the dating apps the people you were dating lived close to you because you met them because they were in your circle or because somebody you knew introduced you or you met at work so there's a chance of bumping into them again Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. And when there's a chance or, you know, somebody in common, you don't want to let those people down by being rude to the person you've interacted with. So there's much more likely to be closure or to have that that final conversation rather than just ghosting somebody, because there's more of a consequence, if you will, to that bad behavior. Whereas online, there's no consequence. Right. Mm -hmm. If you don't actually necessarily even really know who this person is yet, if you haven't met in person, or even if you have, the likelihood, if you don't have a lot of things in common and aren't living very close to each other, of bumping into each other are small. Mm -hmm. So it's easier to just say, I'm just going to ignore that situation and let it go. Yes. And it does happen a lot after people have met each other as well. Though, yeah, I think what I'm thinking is just, I don't know that people's communication is worse. I found a 2020 paper called Gone with the Wind from Sage <laughs> Journal. And they made an interesting point that it's a little similar to ways that people have been kind of breaking up for quite a while. It says, given that researchers attribute its occurrence to media technologies, ghosting is generally described as a new breakup strategy. Despite that some aspects of ghosting are similar to existing breakup stories found in the literature on breakup strategies. 
For instance, Baxter 1982 found that withdrawal and avoidance strategies are common strategies for ending relationships, in particular when people in that relationship are not close. So, I mean, people have kind of been doing this for a while. We call it different things. And yeah, perhaps there there's more occurrence of it. But I just think that maybe that can help people to know that people have been avoiding these conversations for, for a long time. And that's also why it's so important to teach people about healthy communication. Yeah. So I would say yes. And okay, great. <laughs> so because, you know, people are more used to their devices and communicating through those than with each other, that younger generations have less experience actually having difficult conversations yeah. and easier to avoid because we hide behind our computers, we hide behind our phones. And so I would say that the invent of, of these media types actually has changed our communication styles or our ability to communicate and made it easier to be avoidant. Throughout time, you know, people have broken up badly, <laughs> right? I think the strategy is, of ghosting is more widely used and unfortunately becoming more widely acceptable. And But I still think people are so confronted by it and people are so hurt. And yes, maybe because we do have our phones all the time, it kind of like slaps yeah. us in the face even more when we're holding it and someone's not getting back to us. So let's get personal. Julie, I think it would be if you have an experience having ghosted someone, maybe you want to share. And if not, I mean, it sounds like you've been good at this from the beginning. I was so amazed reading your book because you had been married for a while. And then after you got divorced, you kind of were so jazzed about online dating. And it kind of seemed like you, while you took a while to kind of find your footing. <laughs> you were pretty open with people from the very beginning. That was very impressive to me. So have you ever ghosted someone? Listen, I, I didn't ghost when I was young, um, okay. before I was married, I would breadcrumb, right? Okay. <laughs> just slowly leaving a message and letting it go. So I didn't have the ability back then to let somebody down and to just say, hey, listen, I'm not feeling it. So back then, we also didn't have our devices, right? We had an answering machine. Mm -hmm. And and so while that wasn't ghosting, it also wasn't very nice. <laughs> sure. and, and, and I did it for the same reason that people ghost, because we think we were being kinder by not saying, hey, listen, I don't really like you. I don't want to continue. I don't really like you. I mean, I mean that's the words I would use, right? You know. <laughs> but, but, but that's in essence what we feel like we're saying to somebody. And we think, oh, yeah. I don't need somebody to come and say, I don't like you. So that's a lot of the time why people end up ghosting is they, they think, I don't want to hurt your feelings. Now, I have a colleague that I saw, funny, funnily enough, was just doing Instagram lives about ghosting. Um, this past week. And he was asking young men about it. And they came to realize on their own through the conversation that it actually, by thinking they're sparing somebody's feelings by just not getting back to them, it would actually be less hurtful to just respond and say, hey, thanks. I think we're going to end it here. 
I'm just not interested. Yeah. And the the reason we avoid is, like I said, we, we don't want that to experience that feeling ourselves or we think that would feel awful. At the same time, we come to understand, especially when we've been ghosted ourselves, that it would actually be nicer just to end it. Now, the other part of that is people are afraid that somebody's going to come back and attack them verbally. Well, and as we will talk about when it comes to cast brain, I had a really ugly situation recently. And I mean, I, I suppose it's a risk, but it's it still the right thing. Yeah, it, it is a risk. And here's the reality of it. You can just wipe that off, right? Yeah. If somebody yes. comes back mm-hmm. and treats you badly when you've been nice to them and they come back and, and I've had that and I've been called some really nasty names by people when I've been kind to them about that, or just had kind of rude messages. And you know what? That just reinforces. That that is exactly how I felt when this happened. I, I thought, thank God I did it when I, when I did like, damn. Yeah. So I believe that you have a story or two about being ghosted. So which yeah. is your favorite? Oh, God. My <laughs> or favorite. least favorite. <laughs> Let's say the most horrific. It's actually a story in the book. And this is where I dated somebody for close to two months. And we were talking every day and going on a few dates a week. And we hadn't been away together. And we're planning to go away for the weekend together. And... um I get a message from him saying, hey, listen, I'm just back from a business trip. I'm wiped. You know, I can't do this tonight. And I sent him a message back saying, totally understand. Do you want to come pick me up tomorrow? Or how do you want to do this? And never heard from him again. Crazy. Oh, and wow. And actually, he was new, newly single and back, you know, just getting back into dating. And I felt like this was a lot. I don't typically... Um, engage with men who are that fresh out of a relationship because I don't think they're ready. But we talked about this. We communicated about it. And we communicated about the fact if you decide this is too much, just say the word and we can do something different. So at first I thought something, I literally thought something happened to him, right? Because I I was, it just was out of the realm of possibility that he was ghosting me. I never hear from him again. And, and so, you know, then the message were like, hey, are you okay? Like, what's going on? And then I realized, like, I think I saw him, he'd been online on WhatsApp and read the message. So I'm like, he's alive. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I'm goes- sorry that happened. But, you know, Julie's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm living her best life from what I can tell. I have been ghosted, but not in a while, I have to admit. I went on a date when I was still living in Australia. So we're talking about probably eight or nine years ago when I'd first gotten there, actually. And I met someone in person, absolutely gorgeous, seemed so incredibly into me. And we had a date the next week or so. Again, I I thought good chemistry. I definitely liked him. It was new days. And so I wasn't too invested in it. But I don't remember what text I sent him after the date. But yeah, just didn't hear back. And I, it just it felt really weird because the connection I thought had been so strong. And when he met me, he was just so, 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 so excited. 
So I have to say, yes, it has happened to me. And yes, it definitely sucked. (laughs) I mean, I still think about it, obviously. And then as far as me doing it, I have in my past. Um, I don't at all now, but it was something that took me a while to learn. It took me a while to learn how to Casper. And partially because I was raised by very avoidant parents and by parents who even would tell me I don't owe people explanations and that it was kind of fine to just like completely disappear from people's lives, from responsibilities, commitments, everything. And so I had that ingrained in me for sure. And yeah, on the dating apps, I I would just not answer people. I haven't been on apps for years. But one reason I decided to stay single as long as I did was the last date I went on on a dating app before I decide, decided to do that, I had ghosted the, the guy. And I still to this day feel bad. But like I said, it was what prompted me to stop dating because I realized that I still wasn't great at communication and that I didn't really have the skills. I felt bad for doing it, but just couldn't really get myself to just be open about it. And I did think, you know, this is no more fair to him than it is to me to just be out there not knowing what I'm doing and hurting people. (laughs) So um, I really committed to more learning about communication during my single time. And yeah, I feel like I'm really good at it now. Open with people. Congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations on realizing that and having the self-awareness to take some time away. Um, I just want to quickly, you've mentioned Caspering a couple of times, so okay. I just want to put a definition to that. Yes, let's and, do that before we continue to use the term yeah. and confuse people. Yeah, so, so as we all know, Casper is the friendly ghost, right, which is where I believe this term came from. And Caspering is the act of kindly letting somebody know you're not interested rather than ghosting and just disappearing. I, I personally believe in Caspering. I think that's the way to go. Um, and it, I do want to say another thing. Ghosting is not. If somebody treated you badly, disrespected you, was abusive, you are not ghosting that person if you no longer engage. Mm-hmm. In those situations, you don't owe anybody a message saying, you've treated me badly, I'm out. It's very clear to them, or not, (laughs) perhaps, Mm -hmm. that they've behaved badly. And in that situation, as you said, Janice, safety first, take care of yourself. You don't owe anybody an explanation. Yes, thank you for putting that out there for sure. Let's talk about what the impacts on the people who are ghosted are. And this is both to validate people who have been ghosted and also for people who think they may ghost or currently do to realize what the consequences are and how it falls on people as I mentioned earlier it's just confusing and that's not what someone wants to feel when they're kind of putting themselves out there and, and dating that confusion is unfortunately often unfounded right like we do tend to think what did I do wrong when it likely had nothing to do with us right That is a natural way that our brain processes. But first, let me start by saying that um, it has psychologically been proven that being ghosted increases depression, anxiety, lack of trust, all of these things, which totally makes sense. Mm -hmm. 
And so the biggest thing is there is that lack of trust. Will this happen to me again? Can this happen? So we go out with a little bit more trepidation. Yeah, I have a Facebook group. It's called Breakups, Broken Hearts, and Moving On, um, if anyone wants to join. And we talk about ghosting in there a little bit. And definitely a lot of the people who talk about ghosting say, like, what's the point? I don't want to date anymore if this is how people are. Yeah, that's sad. It's not fair. It's really sad. And the way our brain works, what happens is our brains are trying to protect us all the time right? So when somebody ghosts us, we go into protection mode. So how do we protect ourselves? We protect ourselves by finding out why this happened and understanding that it's not us or that there's not something wrong with us. So we go searching, right? For information and understanding if somebody's not providing that, like that's why a lot of people then go like, I'm going to check their Instagram and see what's going on, or I'm going to check and see, you know, have they been online or whatever it is, because your brain is naturally wired to try and get answers to solve this problem. Mm-hmm. Why yeah. did this person do this? And, and we're going to talk a little bit about closure and maybe how you can end up giving that to yourself yeah. if this if this happens, which exactly. that's complete, yeah, lack of closure. Yes. But you can write your own explanation. You don't need the other person to to do that, though I do agree that it sucks yeah. completely. That, that's, yeah, that's how our brains are wired. So that's just yes. a little bit of the understanding of why we go that way. We're trying to problem solve and understand. Yeah. And, and it's hard to let go of that. Because we want that psychological safety and understanding of why did this happen? Because we think if we know why, we can perhaps prevent it from happening again with the next person, which unfortunately is not true. That's just not at all how dating works. No. I, I agree. No. And no. another reason why, well, I think anytime someone makes it known that they're not interested, it can feel like rejection. And that is a very hard thing to navigate. It's very painful and confronting and probably something that we should all try to cope with a little bit better. Yeah. So I would say yes. And (laughs) yeah, I'm loving this. (laughs) Right. I can't tell you the names of anybody who has said, Hey, thanks, but I'm not interested. Yeah. But I can tell you the names of the guys that ghosted me. Uh Right. Because that, that actually Isn't it funny? Because over time, we let that go because we've had that closure, that understanding. And while it might feel bad in the minute, like I literally had a guy on a date (laughs) at the end, well, a meet and greet at the end of it, say, it was nice to meet you, but I have no desire to see you again. (laughs) I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Now, he's he's German and Germans are very... (laughs) directly oh I know that for sure so so that helped a little bit but that there was a sting to that however it was much better than sending him a message if I'd been interested you know really interested saying because I would have given him another try like I wasn't in love or anything but I would have nice enough guy right I would have gone out a second time to see if there was something there um but it was much nicer to hear that on the spot. And I don't recommend anybody use words like that to anybody. That's not really necessary. But that felt a lot better. It stung for a lot less of a period of time than sending a message and not receiving a response and being ghosted because, because there was that level of closure. 
which we as humans seek. Yeah. So, and so it is actually kinder. A thousand percent. We, have, we don't have to get into details. We don't have to say you wore, you know, a brown belt with black shoes. Yeah, and I don't like your personality. Like mm-hmm. you or whatever it is. All you have to do is say, hey, listen, you know, it was nice to meet you. I'm just not feeling that there's a connection here. I wish you the best. Yeah. And that's it. Now, we don't need to, you know, there's a question sometimes of when do I send that message? And the reality of the matter is, if they don't message you, you don't necessarily need to send that message. Yeah, I want to get into that when we get to guest brain for sure. Yeah, it might just fizzle out. Yeah, which that's fine. Totally fine. especially. Yeah, it's kind of mutual. Another impact is it can lead a person to believe that they are undateable. And that is not true. You are wonderful. But yeah, it can get in your in your head and and think that you are not going to ever connect with someone which is and really you can sad. internalize it yeah yeah and that's something that we need to work on and i know you know both you and i do different types of coaching and can work with people to help them through this and i would say to anybody who's not able to work through these feelings on their own engage some kind of coach or therapist to work with to help you because there are tools and techniques to work through this and to come back from it. But sometimes we can't get out of our own way in our own heads. And Mm -hmm. if you're feeling like that, like don't sit and suffer for a long time. Yes, I'm here for you. And so is Julie. You can get our information in the show notes. What should people do if it happens to you? Let's have a fun conversation about this. So one thing that I've seen people do that I would recommend. And so the question would be, should you pursue it? If you're not hearing from someone, should you continue to text them, continue to ask for an explanation, perhaps get angry? I think no. (laughs) I believe that after the first or second text, they're not getting back. I think have some self-respect, have some dignity. I don't believe that no answer is an answer, but maybe say, you know, that you you got your answer. The person, you know, doesn't respect you and yeah, time to let it go. What do you think? So I believe it's time to let it go as well. At the same time, I think one more message, just saying, hey, listen, Clearly, I've got an answer by no answer. However, I just want to let you know it doesn't feel good to have yeah. that happen. I would have really appreciated some closure from you. Sure. Okay. I, I think that's great. Fun. And also, it uh, it relates to the other person, the impact. And who knows? Maybe we can start a snowball effect that will encourage this person not to do it in the future. Yeah, that's great. Julie, what do you think you should do if the person gets back in touch after quite a while? And I'm asking you because I know in your book, you had some really weird stories about men doing this. So yeah. how? So not only how did you navigate it, but now having navigated it, what would you suggest based on your experience? Yeah. So listen, as a coach and a therapist... I would say, you know, if somebody made the decision that they're not just not that into you for whatever reason, 
coming back isn't likely going to be any better. I and agree. You know, there, there's that little bit, we all were told the Cinderella and princess stories and we think our, you know, that, that maybe he is the one after all. There is a 0.0001% chance that that person <laughs> is the one. The likelihood is they stopped communicating with you for a reason. And unfortunately, I've got the story in my book where that person who I talked about did come back and I continued the conversation not very smart and not a very good outcome. My recommendation is if somebody comes back, and I'll tell you a story. I just had this happen recently, and I think I might have shared this story with you when, when we had one of our chats, where I had a guy who was pursuing me heavily. We went on a date. Um, he continued to message me while I was away on holiday, and I kind of messaged back half-heartedly because I was on holiday. And I got back and the messages continued and, you know, hello, beautiful, like all day, every day. And then one day I'd gotten messages in the morning and in the afternoon, he sent me a message saying, um, sorry, Julie, but I've met someone. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And, and, I, and I thought about that and I thought, you know what? This doesn't warrant a response. And I don't feel that is ghosting by not responding to this because oh, he's, sure. you know, He's not interested, so I'm done. Uh, and I just kind of looked at my phone and I laughed. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. And, you know, didn't take that personal. It didn't stick at all. I was just like, whatever. A few weeks later, I get a message from him saying, hey, how are you? And <laughs> I again looked at my phone and kind of laughed. And I'm like, what the hell is this dude doing? Oh, my God. Back? It's so weird. And so, I, yeah, I thought about it for a second and I thought, okay, I have a no, a no ghosting rule. This at this point would kind of could be considered ghosting if I didn't respond. Okay. And, and, and so I thought, how would I want this handled if, you know, I was on the other end, I'd want closure. And I just wrote back and I said, hey, thanks for the message. I'm really not interested in pursuing anything with, with you, though. So I wish you all the best. And he wrote back, I'm not interested either. (laughs) Gotta have the last word. (laughs) What a character. Listen, (laughs) it had to take some self-restraint not to write back and say, why'd you message me then? Yeah. I did leave it alone at that point. So I think in a situation where someone comes back, it's very fair to say just that. Or if it's somebody that you expected something was going to happen with and you were a little hurt. It's very fair to say, Hey, listen, you know, I was really interested before, but the fact that you ended things, I'm just not willing to pick them back up so that they know and they understand. I think Um, I like that a lot, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what I would suggest. Maybe. I think if someone just bounces, you don't necessarily owe it to them. But I do think that that would be a, a great thing if you have the yeah. the courage. <laughs> and listen, I, I've had a few guys who've come back. I keep pretty much everyone in my phones and, and the history of the messages. So yeah. I know who they are if they come back. And I've had a couple guys message me like out of the blue, like two years later. <laughs> and I, I don't think we not even ever been on a date. And I don't feel obligated to respond to that, right? Because there, there's, there's been a long period of time without communication. You, you know, at that standpoint, I don't think there is a duty of care 
from my point of view, needing to respond to a message like that. So it's all very situational in terms of what happened, how long has it been? The way I look at it is if I wrote that message, is there a reason I should or shouldn't expect a message back? Like I want to treat people the way I would want to uh, be treated. And, and I believe that the more time I spend treating people the way I want to be treated, that puts that out into the universe. Yes, energy. I am, my energy, my boundaries, and that will come back. And being a coach helps. I have to say, yeah. I do sometimes <laughs> put in my head, you got to walk the walk, girl, you know? <laughs> so yes, yeah, so everyone become a coach. <laughs> a tip, <laughs> another tip that I have is to let go of the story that you had about this person. I think that that's one reason why people do kind of become devastated because we start writing a narrative about what's going to happen before we really have any way of knowing. And that can really be shattering when you have to let go of that. Like I said, when things don't go the way that you want, and it's partially because we do build up the expectation and kind of become attached to, to the outcome. So if you can let go of that, I, I think that that will help a lot, especially if you don't know the person very well. Yeah. And, and, and a good way to do that is to, when you're thinking of that person, is that, ask yourself, is that really true? Or is that something that I'm fantasizing about yeah. who, right? Do I actually really know that they're this amazing person or have I made it so in my head? Mm-hmm. And, and I have to be honest, I did not do that with the guy that's in the book. Right. Because there were these amazing, amazing parts of him that had me believing. And I don't have strong connections that often. And I felt a really strong connection. So in my heart, I'm thinking if there was this strong connection and we had all of these amazing times, there is an amazing human inside of there. Mm -hmm. And that's what I saw. So in that, but that if, if I look at the proof points, if I was to practice what I I'm preaching right now, if I went back and said, Okay. Is it true? Yeah. You know, he seems to be a good dad, which doesn't impact our relationship, but that he was a proof point. He's a good person, right? Character. Mm-hmm. But then I can look at and say, what are the other proof points or what is the fantasy that I created around that? And I created the fantasy because there were these five things that I really liked that he was an amazing person. He just need to, needed some time for self-reflection. And if I was truly honest with myself at that time and kept going down that inquiry path, I would have said, no. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You had no way of knowing really. And Mm -hmm. he's treated you really badly. He's done something that he's not even apologized. Oh, I see. Right. And so you would have let go of the story quicker. Yeah, exactly. And also why we're on the topic, don't write a story when you go on a first second or third date it just makes the whole thing just more stressful and angsty and yeah when or I suppose if it ends it can be that much more painful so along those lines how should people recover from it yes one of our goals is to prevent it but you know it does happen I think one tip would just be to remember that we can't control other people The second tip would be to not continually be cyber stalking this person and seeing if online or if they've posted Mm -hmm. or whatever else, just simply let it go and say, this isn't my person block, you know? Yeah, I think just block. 
Um, yeah, completely. You do not need to go on their social media, please, people. So yes, tip number two, no social media. Another tip that I have is build up your self-esteem. You know, kind of get to the point where your well-being is based on your self-love and your self-confidence and not dependent on someone else. I do think that it, people might be able to shake it off more if they had higher confidence. Yes, and sometimes <laughs> it just sticks in our mind for some reason. And even mm-hmm. if we've got that high confidence, it's... It could be, we've just got too much time on our hands that day. So, you know, go, if you're sitting here wallowing in these feelings, make a plan with a friend, go spend time with people who love you, do something you love and enjoy doing, fill that time with something else. Because once you start engaging or just turn on your music and have a little dance party, that will change your state of mind very quickly. Yes. Happy music for sure. And I wanted to touch on, as far as the tip goes, closure. This is one of the reasons, as we said earlier, that it can be so confusing and why it can suck so much is because you just don't know. And I think whether it is a breakup or someone ghosting you, that you can write your own story and that you can give yourself an explanation. And one of those explanations that I really think may help you get closure is the person didn't respect me. The person didn't know how to communicate. That could give you all the closure that you need. But please, everyone listening, closure is an inside job. You do not need anyone else to give it to you. I know that we want to and that we may think that it will be more satisfying. But really, I, I don't think that that's how it works. Coming back to the science behind it, remember that it is our brain that is searching. Yeah. For that information. Mm-hmm. And just as you said, uh, Janice, give your brain the information yeah. that you have all the information you need. Mm-hmm. Because uh, they yeah. treated you badly and you deserve better. Yes, and you do, everyone. You deserve love and respect. That was actually my affirmation for the week that I used on social media. Julie, what do you do about processing anger that you may feel? Which is how I see a lot of people responding to ghosting. I mean, it, it, it's just another emotion, whether it's sadness, it's frustration, you know, anger. It, like for that one, I'd go to the gym and punch the punch and <laughs> yes. let it out. Mm-hmm. Like actually moving your body and allowing that to move through and out of your body, even just deep breaths. Say to that anger, like, thank you for being there because I realize that this feeling is here to let me know that I don't deserve to be treated this way. And so I'm a of having that feeling. And now that I've had it, I can let it go and move on. Great. And maybe definitely not do it to someone else because you're experiencing what it feels like. Another emotion that we feel is anxiety. I know that that's something that a lot of people struggle with when it comes to dating. And as far as my tip to confront that when you feel stressed and anxious about someone not answering is do some research about how you can become a more securely attached person rather than letting your anxiety take over when you don't know what's going on. You don't know where the person is. You don't know why they're not answering you. You desperately want them to answer you. And it can just become this huge snowball, I think, that really, really distracts people you know, from their life, from their work, from so many things. This 
becoming securely attached is not what this episode is about, but I would just encourage people to do some study on that. I am going to be doing an episode on it sometime soon, but yeah, take matters into your own hands (laughs) as far as becoming securely attached for the time being. (laughs) We are going to take a very quick commercial break, and then when we come back, we're going to talk about Casperine. Stay tuned. Nothing shatters your life like a breakup. And the feeling of a broken heart is real. I know that it seems impossible right now, but there is hope and there are ways to heal. I would love to work with you one-on-one to heal your broken heart and put your breakup behind you. My personalized coaching programs are designed to pinpoint what will be most effective in helping you to move forward and make this breakup a part of your past. I believe in you. Message me at breakupspodcast at gmail.com or hit me up on Instagram at breakupspodcast and let's connect about creating a magical plan of action to get this breakup in your rear view mirror. Welcome back, everyone. I am excited for this part. Julie actually introduced me to the concept of Caspering. So you mentioned it earlier, but do you want to say, like, can you just restate the definition? Yeah, Caspering, um, I believe the term comes from Casper the Friendly Ghost. So (laughs) Caspering is really the opposite of ghosting. And that is instead of neglecting to message somebody back, it's sending a kind message saying, if you're no longer interested, just that, hey, thanks for the message, but I think it's time to part ways or I'm I'm just not interested here. So it's a friendly way to let somebody know um, that you're letting them down. Yes, personally, I don't like to get very personal about it. I like to say that I'm not going to explore anything right now or I'm not go I've decided that I'm not going to start something new right now. I don't know what do you think about that? For me that makes me more comfortable. I would say just be truthful, right? Because the last thing you want to do like I I I want to feel that I'm in integrity with the message that I'm putting out there. So if that's the case if I'm really not interested in exploring anything, I think that's okay. I think if you are and it's just not that person, I'd feel more comfortable saying I'm just not interested in exploring something further with you right now. Okay. Or I wouldn't even say the right now. I I just, you know, I feel this has run its course or I'm just not feeling the type of energy I'd like to feel in a relationship. Okay. And I personally, and and you don't, you know, this isn't a have to do, but I always like to think I, I want to leave somebody in a better place than when they were before they met me. So I might like to say, hey, I really enjoyed, like if you, you love go, reading books, right? I, I love talking to you about books. However, that's not enough to base a relationship on. And I didn't feel the spark outside of that. So I like that one. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think yeah. having some go-tos will build up your confidence as far as having it be easier to, to do. And yeah. instead of just sitting there and just... Um, just dwelling on what you're going to say. Yeah. Pick a couple things that you feel comfortable with that are honest and whip them out. It just takes three seconds. 
you know, you don't like dwelling on that isn't going to make it better or easier or the message received in a different way. So just put the energy behind it of, hey, I'm going to give you, say something nice. That's a compliment. And then I'm going to let you down easily, or I'm just going to let you know how, you know, I'm feeling that I'm not feeling this. Yep. Amazing. Really, really enjoyed dinner the other night, had a nice chat. And I just wasn't feeling like this is something I want to take to the next level. So wish you the best like or pursue or whatever it is. I think that helps people to feel also not as much anxiety about sending a bad message when not bad's not the right word, but one where you think you might hurt somebody's feelings. If you say something nice or give them a compliment about something, it's the same thing like work world in the management, you know, they call it sandwich where you give a compliment, you talk about the thing they could do better, and then you give another compliment. So it's the same type of theory, which is just say something nice. That's honest. Don't make it up. And you don't have to go into a lot of detail. You don't have to say, well, I didn't like this about your personality or here's why. You don't owe somebody more of an explanation, just kindness. Yes, I think conciseness is really important when you're ending it with almost anyone. Yeah. I don't think people really want to have you sit and tell them all the reasons you don't want to be with them. Keep it to the point for sure. It's one of my three C's when it comes to how to break up with someone. And that is clarity, be upfront, conciseness, be brief, and be confident in your decision. Yeah. when should you do this after a chat after the first date as soon as you're feeling it I'm sure that this there's actually no one answer to this but like what do you think yeah I don't think there is a one answer but I think that if somebody messages you because they're interested in continuing or showing some interest I think within 24 hours of receiving that message it's nice to get back to them so I said this earlier, like if you go on a date and ne- neither of you follow up, it's pretty clear. I don't yeah, think you have to, for every date, you you know, first date or meet and greet that you go on, you have to follow up. If neither of you follow up, it's clear. If you're had a date and you feel like you want to see that person again and they're not messaging you, it could be that they think you're not interested. So, you know, take a chance and, and send a message. Mm-hmm. But be, be prepared for that either not to be returned if they weren't feeling that way or for them to come back with a, a closing message. So, yeah. Yep. There's a lot to figure out about dating. I, yep. And that's one reason I'm here and everybody just stick to it. There's yeah a lot to learn, lots to navigate. And this is just one of the things. And for me, my, my recent story is also kind of funny. I met someone and they were in my area. It was kind of in a larger international community. I thought we were meeting up as friends. I quickly realized that that wasn't the case. He asked me if I would be interested in something after we saw each other for the first time. I said no. However, I did genuinely have a good time and said friends. I, uh, you know, I did. And I actually really meant it. We met up again for a drink, had a fun chat. Nothing happened at all. But then the texting, it became very clear to me that he had not gotten the message and that he was absolutely interested in, in dating and came on a little strong. I have to say I was a little offended because I thought I had been pretty clear 
about three or four days later, he sent me a message saying, when do I get to see you this week? I miss your company already. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know, <laughs> definitely. And I had a bad feeling, I have to say. And I did a like think about it kind of all day long. Like, what should I say? And then it, it got to the evening and I still hadn't done it. And everybody... Just pick up your phone and get it over with. And that's what I did. I had this moment. I told myself I was going to do it like after dinner or after I saw my friends or something. And yeah, I just had this moment where I just did it. And I, I mean, and I said, I'm, I can't see you this week. And I just want to make sure that we are on the same page. I'm not starting up anything with anyone right now. And I said, I'm not sure what that means as far as us hanging out anymore goes, but I wanted to let you know. And I, I felt good, good about it. I do think that my intuition was speaking a little bit to me because he was not happy like at all. And that was kind of a bummer for me. I had been really, I felt nice about it. I'd been up front the whole time. And yeah, he sent me four messages asking for an explanation, saying he didn't understand, being a little critical of my lifestyle. I'm non-monogamous. And, and basically, you know, really demanding more answers. At one point I said something like, I'm sorry, I'm just trying to be honest. And then he kept going and yeah, I, I disengaged. Yeah, um, yeah. But I have to say, I felt really good that I had done it before it got any further. I felt, yeah, proud of myself for putting it up there or putting it out there. And then also we want everyone to know if the person doesn't take it well, you're under no obligation to continue on. Oh, and then the really funny part about this is in one of the messages, he goes, I just don't understand. And he goes, I'd be willing to do a friends with benefits thing. <laughs> where in the world did you get yeah. that I would be open to a friends with benefits thing I, I I it was just so shocking and yeah we we did not become friends with benefits yeah not interested it's, just, it's yeah funny how some people I guess rationalize things in their mind or I, I don't know it was strange it was very strange yeah. Now it sounds like you handled that that beautifully and you realized when it was time to disengage. I think the one thing I think there's a possibility of being even a little bit clearer because you did yeah. say in the message, you know, I'm not looking to start anything with anyone now. And uh -huh. especially in somebody who clearly there's something not quite right there. In <laughs> his mind, likely what he heard was not now, maybe uh -huh. another time. Right. Sure. So I, and I think I, sometimes we add now to things to kind of soften the better. blow. And you yeah. are absolutely right. I did add now to it. Yeah. I didn't say I don't want to start something with you now. I had started seeing someone and I said with some yeah. with anyone else right now. Um, yeah. But yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, yeah, I could have said not interested in you or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, it, and listen, it's it's semantics and it's done and you handled it beautifully. And I would say, let, let's think about the words we're using and just be really clear and say, because even if that hadn't happened in your life, you wouldn't have been interested in him, right? The fact no. that someone else. So just being really clear and saying, hey, I hope we're on the same page. I already talked to you about this being, you know, a, a friendship. Mm -hmm. and nothing 
And that's all I'm interested in. Yep. And we're going to talk about, yes, practice yeah. makes perfect for sure. And then as far as being nervous about doing this, again, if someone responds poorly, you should count your blessings. And that is absolutely what I did. I immediately was so grateful to myself that I had done it because this is not someone that I would have wanted to be in a, in a relationship with just like so hostile and, you know, and, and demanding, I was glad that I didn't remain friends with him <laughs> even. And your intuition was spot on and we need to listen to that intuition because it's, it's telling us something. And at that point too, once you've sent the message, if somebody's starting to, you know, bomb your phone or be a little bit disrespectful, block. I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. As far as if you are the one to Casper, I think just get used to it. A tip that I have is practice. Do it every time that you feel compelled to do it. Do it any time that you I guess I have an excuse to do it. The more that we do it, as with any form of communication, the more confident we'll get and the more we'll be able to, yeah, be a decent, respectful person. Yeah. And I think, I mean, we can practice with um, friends and family members too, right? And it's not by ending something, but it's by having a conversation. So if you're not feeling like going out one day, instead of saying, oh, I'm home with a cold or, or, or you know, making something up or not wanting to hurt the feelings because they don't want to, you don't want to do something, just be really upfront saying, hey, I've had a big week and I really want a night on my own. I'd love to see yeah. you another time, right? So, so it's just practicing having these clear conversations with other people that we might avoid because we don't want to hurt their feelings. And that, that happens sometimes with friends or with family members where, you know, they're wanting to see you and you just need some time to yourself or you've got something else going on and you don't want to tell them, you know, just be honest. It's, it's practicing that honest, clear communication. Yes. And no people pleasing. I think that some people will continue either to engage or even see someone because of a strong tendency to to people please. And that's a skill that you can develop over time. I did an episode just called people pleasing a while back. I will link to it in the show notes. Another tip, if you are going to be the one to Casper, this has worked for me in the past, get a buddy to kind of pump you up and, you know, say that this is something coming up for you. Maybe you're a little nervous, get them to encourage you and maybe let them know after some healthy encouragement, I, I think can be fun and really get you revved up. And I think before when you said with your example, you know, you're like, I don't want to do this before I go out, change that to actually, I'm going to do this before I go out, because then I have time with my friends that will distract me from what has just happened. And we can, you know, if we need to, I can talk about and get reassurance. It is um, a bit of a bandaid too. Like, yeah. just, just do it. Let's yeah. talk about if you are Caspered. Nobody really wants to be told that someone's not interested. Julie, what do you think would be the most important thing to either do or remember if you are on the receiving end of one of these texts? Um, to be kind in response. I think a great response to that is, oh, I'm disappointed, but thank you for letting me know. Absolutely agreed. I think that you will feel better about yourself if you keep it short and sweet. And yes, yeah, saying thank you is I think important because remember we're trying to start a movement here <laughs> of 
to encourage people to stop ghosting. And so if you're nice about it, maybe they'll feel more comfortable doing it, doing it in, in the future. And remember, yeah. if someone tells you they're not interested, that's all they're obligated to tell you. You don't need to demand any more of an excuse. Yep. And do the best you can to let it go in your mind. Yes. And don't sit at home and say, okay, I'm going to spend the next hour figuring out what did they not like about me or yeah. why did they not want to pursue it or what am I doing wrong? The reality of the matter is chemistry is a funny thing, right? And you could be the best person in the world, and we are all the best people in the world, right? And we that doesn't mean we necessarily have chemistry with everybody. Yeah. And and so if we can remind ourselves of that and think of think about a time that you let you know you had to end something because yeah, that's a good you tip. Like chemistry, right? Yeah. Yeah. And realize it, it happens not just with romantic relationships. Think about there's this group that I used to go to these group dinners, and there were certain people that were at those dinners, and we became fast friends. And there were two or three people that were at those dinners, and I never met them. Like they were always there. I always saw them, but didn't really get to be friends with them. And that's because it was just the natural chemistry of who I was drawn to and how we were drawn to each other. So we don't usually think about friendships in that way, but it's really the same thing. Totally. I have a very big network and a really great little neighborhood where a lot of people know each other. And yeah, come to think of it, there has been times where I think people wanted to be friends with me and maybe I wanted to be friends with someone and yeah, and it just didn't work out. And yeah, you, yeah because maybe the chemistry or compatibility wasn't there. Yeah. It happens to in all, all relationships. And, or even walking down the street, are there certain restaurants that you go to all the time and ones that you've never walked into or <laughs> shops you've never, it's the same type of thing. There's just mm -hmm. some innate draw that draws us to certain things. And I, you can't explain that. So when you start thinking about it in terms of all of the other things in your life, what you're drawn to and what you're not, even the car you drive, what kind, you know, there are certain things you're drawn to and other things you're not. And when you can start thinking about that and realizing how many things in life are like that, there's certain foods I like and certain ones that I don't, you know, are those foods sad because I don't <laughs> like, them? Uh -huh. you know, yeah, I that's so, 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 so good. That same way. It's like, Oh, that totally makes sense. It yeah. just wasn't chemistry. It's okay. Uh, it doesn't mean I'm not going to have chemistry with somebody else. It just means I didn't have chemistry with that person. That's fantastic. And yes, I go to the same pub like used to go every day. And now I go, uh, people hear me talk about this all the time, a few times a week, at least. In yeah. fact, I'm going to go there after we record um, to work. I do work there. Um, and there is a restaurant across the street. I've lived here in this apartment in this neighborhood for three years. And like I said, I go to this place constantly i've never one time been to the place across the street never in three years i walk past it almost every day i am not drawn to it at all and yeah I'm, i have chemistry with ritual social house yeah exactly <laughs> so it, you know it's important to start thinking about it in this context with all these different things in our lives mm -hmm. when you think of it that way it's like oh well of course i'm not going to have chemistry yeah, but a lot of people yeah. like this place and a lot of people yeah. are going to like you too. It's just exactly. not for me. Yeah. Amazing. I love the analogy. 
Well, I think we've covered Caspering pretty well. I would really like to hear from anybody who does this and who practices and maybe follies, (laughs) things that you wish you would have done differently, things that went really well. We have a few more terms that are related that I think are important to go over because I think some of these are equally disrespectful and frankly, kind of weird. (laughs) So let's talk about orbiting. This is another one that's got a lot of attention recently. Definitely something that people have been doing for since the advent of social media. But yeah, something that we are yeah talking a lot more about, which I think is great. And this is the act of ending something with someone, but continuing to, yeah, I guess, follow them on social media, like their posts, look at their story, kind of stay uh, tangentially in their, in their orbit. What do you think about orbiting Julie? I wouldn't give any credence to it meaning anything, right? Yeah. So don't think, oh, because I, I've actually got somebody like that, like somebody that I really liked and more friends on social media now. And He's always liking all my stuff. Yeah, same. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. If they're not showing up and asking you out and saying, let's get together, it does not mean anything. So get that into your head and don't use it as hope that, oh, they're still there. They're, there's something they like about. Yeah, they might like something about you. They might, you know, like whatever. photos. <laughs> yeah. And I have had people say, but he still looks at my stories. Yeah. So what? So do a lot of other people. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, completely. Why do you think people fixate on this so much? Is it that they don't have the closure, they can't accept that it's not going to go anywhere? I think it's that, and I think there's hope, right? If there's somebody that we liked and they're like, oh, they're still paying attention to us in some way, so there's hope that there will be more. And there's not. And I will say to that, you deserve to have someone who chooses you every single day. 100%. What what about breadcrumbing? This is a habit that I think some people can get into. And what I believe this is, is kind of cutting back the communication little by little, sending the occasional text, allowing something to kind of fizzle or die off without actually coming out and using your words and being upfront about it. Yeah. And and like I said, that when I was young, there was not the term bread crumbing, but that's what I did. <laughs> it just felt natural to, I don't really have to let them down if I just kind of do it piece by piece. And it's kind of like when you said rip the bandaid off when you're Caspering, move from bread crumbing to Caspering and just rip the bandaid off and let them know. Mm-hmm. Because you're not going to change your mind and you're not doing them any favors by holding them kind of ransom for hoping something more is going to happen. Don't do something to someone else you wouldn't want done to you. Thank you so much. And now Julia is going to educate me and I'm guessing some members of the audience on zombie Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that's coming back from the dead. <laughs> 
Oh, interesting. Yeah, let's talk about it. I had this happen to me recently. And as far as everyone, you know, whether or not to start engaging with someone again, whether or not, I suppose, even to engage with an ex again, what Julie said earlier is so true. There is such a low likelihood that anything has changed, that anything's going to be different. When I was newly divorced, I had a really big crush on this guy who I met when I was vacationing with my family and yeah, rugged, like mountain man. We hit it off like crazy started hanging out. And actually I went to visit him uh, again in the same mountain town. God, so much in common. He's so, he was so handsome and he would kind of come in and out of my life kind of randomly. And then again, like maybe we'd have plans and then he'd come back like the next week and something came up or he got a gig. It was really strange because when he'd come back, it was like full force. And yeah, for a while I did go along with it for sure. And then I just had kind of had enough at one point. And I told him, even though it was quite a long time ago, I, I did say like, I'm you know not going to do this anymore. Girl, this was at least 15 years ago, easily. He like remained on my Facebook, which I really didn't think that much about. And yeah, came back, sent me a voicemail saying I was the one who got away. He still thinks about me. <laughs> he still thinks about me. And as far as the one who got away, I'm going to do an episode on that as well. Never t let anyone tell you that. And that he still, he like I said, he still thinks about me, really wanted to start something up again. He was willing to fly to Colorado to see me. And you know what? I did, I did entertain it for, yeah, like I absolutely did. We started exchanging messages and I entertained the, the thought of him coming here to visit, you know, someone from my past is still very, very good looking and fun to engage with for sure. Exact same thing exact same pattern as 15 years ago just kind of coming in and out as soon as we had plans to actually buy tickets I didn't hear from him for a couple weeks then he came back asking me if I was still interested I said no I, and yeah people often will replay the same patterns I do think that it is possible for people to change. I have seen a couple instances in my personal life where people turned some things around. I've seen some people with some anger issues that dedicated themselves to overcoming it. I think it's possible, but I think it's rare. I would agree. I think it's very rare. And like you said, it's more often patterns repeat themselves. If somebody really is going to come back from the dead and they have done all of that work, they need to prove it to you and yeah. they need to be willing to prove it to you every day. And they can't have a, a, a stuff up. They mm -hmm. need to be consistent. Very small chance of that happening. It can, but somebody has to have done a lot of work on themselves to get to a point where they now deserve you. And I hope that the people listening will do work on themselves so that you will understand and believe that you deserve so much better than that. <laughs> Well, this has been a really fun episode. So I guess to wrap up, people learn how to communicate, be brave, be honest with people, be respectful to people, practice caspering, make a commitment to yourself that you're not going to ghost people. And to anyone who gets ghosted, which is, I guess, <laughs> how we would say it. Like I just said, you deserve better. Learn how to how to shake it off. Learn how to move on. 
and get out there and continue to enjoy dating. Please, if this happens to you, don't let it get you jaded. This is supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be a journey. I mean, you'll meet, I think, a lot of people before it sticks. So get back out there. Great advice. <laughs> okay, Julie, thank you so, so, so much for being here. Everybody, if you would like support on your dating again journey, I really enjoy working with people on this. I've seen people really raise their confidence quite quickly and have a ton of fun, even just casually dating. So please hit me up. You can schedule a free intro call in the show notes. And one more time, Julie, what is the name of your very fun book? Found Swiping Right on Me to Find Love. And you can find it on all online bookstores in paperback or um, Kindle, whatever type of reader version you're looking for. Well, I will put a link to the show notes for that as well. And if you are going through a breakup, I'm wishing you so much strength for the week ahead. And I'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Breakups, Broken Hearts, and Moving On with Janice Formicella. I sincerely hope that you found today's episode inspirational or useful. I would love to support you on your healing journey. All you have to do is send me a message on Instagram at breakupspodcast or email me at breakupspodcast at gmail.com and I will be in touch to get you started. Remember... If you are struggling with a broken heart, your feelings are temporary. I am sending you so much love and luck for the week ahead. You've got this.